<laughs> she wants to be part of the podcast. I know she wants to be part of the podcast. It's very sweet. I court speak. Court. This is court. Oh, there you oh, go. There, oh, oh, oh no. Okay. Oh god. Oh god. She's gonna squirm. Hello and welcome to the podcast. You made it. Congratulations. We're so proud. We're so proud of you. You clicked on like a thing. This episode is brought to you by the eight and a half pounds of candy that my mother just sent us. Yes. Huge happy birthday to Marco when this comes out. Oh, you'll be 25. That's true. I will. Oh my I'll God. I'll be able to rent cars and play the lottery. And You could have played the lottery anyway, hon. Well. Do you now. want to say anything to your 25 year old self? Wouldn't I be, oh, I guess I would, because right yeah. now I'm my 24-year-old self, and when I listen to it, I'll be 25. Right. Um, sucks to suck, I'm gonna go rent cars, bye. That yeah. was great. No, that's, I mean, that's all I got. Well, I love you, and happy birthday. No. Okay, well, this episode is very special, your birthday episode, it's very, very special, because we are talking about not one, not two, but three games today. That's right. Get ready for the hour and a half long episode <laughs> of Review for Two. Could you imagine oh, if that it was like two hours long? No, 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 these are games that we thought didn't need a full episode themselves, but we still wanted to mention them and talk about them because we still had fun playing them. They are generally shorter games. That's why we're not giving a full episode to each one. Yeah, shorter or um, in the case of at least one of them, they're much simpler. There is really not enough content in the game to require a full episode right exactly so the three games um if you clicked on this link it probably says we were dr crash we were we were dr crash so the three games are we were here dr mario and crash bash that we'll be talking about yes it is an eclectic mix of randos truly welcome to the grab bag episode You know, I can just edit in sound effects, right? Did we get copyright sued for that? I'm pretty sure Jerry Seinfeld owns that. You just did the Seinfeld. He owns the scatting in Seinfeld. Does he not? I thought he owned New York based on how successful that show was. You're not wrong. All right. Okay, let's talk about We Were Here first. We'll go in order of the title. We Were Here is a game produced by Total Mayhem Games in 2017 for Steam. We It is a puzzle-based co-op game. Yes, as opposed to a puzzle-based co-op sandwich. Why did you specify that word? I don't know. I was trying to think about how to explain it. And then I remembered how much I hated this game. <laughs> okay, I didn't hate it. But you hate... No, just, you, no, you hated it. I'm spooked. Okay, so like... For Jody, Alicia, and Jocelyn who were listening, this game was like the equivalent of putting me in an escape room. A murder-themed escape room. Right. Because this game, you are separate from your teammate. Your teammate is somewhere else. You are one part of an abandoned castle, and you are solving puzzles and clues to get out to escape. And um, I was in the library, Marco was in the dungeon or wherever you started out in, I don't really know. And we had to, I had to give him clues via walkie-talkie for him to get out. Yeah, so mechanically, uh, as Caroline alluded, you had a walkie-talkie. So it's designed to be played by two people who are actually in different rooms because you are not supposed to be able to see the other person's screen. Right. So it does kind of go against our idea of 
games that you're supposed to play with someone on the couch next to you a little bit. Yeah. But we had an ancient computer that I was able to unearth, and because this is a simpler kind of indie game, it did not require a brand new computer to play. So we were able to play it in the same room, but we just had our backs to each other so that we couldn't see each other's screens. And every time Caroline tried to talk to me without activating the radio, which lets you communicate through the game, I'd be like, sorry, I can't hear you. Are you trying to talk through the radio? Because you sound super quiet. And then she would get mad at me and then she'd, he, he, <laughs> she's looking at me right now because she remembers me doing that and she was not amused. I do remember you doing that. I also remember, so we have not finished this game. I actually don't know what the ending of it is because I got too scared to finish this game. That is a true story. But me in the library, I was kind of just giving all the clues and Marco was solving puzzles that he could see. But he actually saw, like, a murderer or, like, he died five times. And he would do it in the worst way where he would say, uh-oh. And I'd say, what? 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 And he, like, wouldn't answer me. And then he'd be like, so there's um, a guy and he's dragging a body. And I was like, what the fuck? And I freaked out. I thought I was going to die. I kept saying, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I was in no danger of dying for that first level at all. You were in no danger of dying for any level. Well, we don't know. We don't know in the end. That's maybe true. I like Maybe, like, danger happens. We ended at a, at a part where Marco was, like, arranging a scene on stage, and I just did not want... I was just way too freaked out about all of it. So, this game is a little scary. For those of you who do not like scary experiences, this is probably not the game for you. It is very clever, though. I thought it was very clever and I really like that we were playing a game on a computer like I am only playing games on consoles this was my first time like actually playing a game on our pc on our laptop and I loved it and I love that we were communicating with each other via walkie talkie I just got spooked she got spooked that's it that's all that all there is to it. I didn't hate the game. I'm just scared of it. Yeah. Review wise, I very much enjoyed it. It basically was just a virtual escape room. And because it was over the computer, you could do things like having them in separate rooms and talking to each other. It was a lot of fun and it was very different. We didn't get to finish it because it was very scary, but I would recommend it. We're hoping to finish it soon. Yeah. We might finish it in small little bite-sized chunks so that Caroline can meter out her spook. Yeah, or I'll just, like, drink a lot before we do it. Yeah, although, I mean, she didn't actually see any of the murdery people. I didn't, that and was I didn't just die me. at all. So, yeah, I, I saw a guy dragging a corpse through a hallway, and I knew if I said that, Caroline would just turn off the computer immediately. <laughs> I almost so did. So I, I tried to kind of slow roll it, but apparently she liked that even less, so... Yeah. What was your favorite moment or experience or thing from this game? I think my favorite part of the game was trying to describe the symbols to each other. <laughs> yes. So a lot of the puzzles that you had to do, you had to find the three symbols that the other person's room was instructing you to find. So Caroline would have three symbols and I would have a dozen symbols. And Caroline would have to describe the three symbols to me so that I could pick out the three correct ones and put them in the right place. But they weren't just like, you know, the letter A, the square, the circle, they were right. crazy shapes and squiggles, and we had to get creative describing them. One was a stick figure whose head was a diamond, whose hands were also diamonds that had two little sticks sticking out of them. One was the exact same shape, except it was circles instead of diamonds. One was, like, long division, 
And one was a penis. Yeah, one was a penis. And then there was one that was a penis, but it was much skinnier. It was a fancy it penis. It was a fancy penis. So it was just... It was actually like... I don't know how I would have described that other than that's a penis. This uh, podcast... And I'm so sorry, Laura and Marty, who are listening to this. Like, I really apologize. You probably should have turned... I probably should have warned you to turn this off before. I'm so sorry I'm talking about this. But anatomically, like, if you look at it like you're a medical professional, it looked like a penis. So it was fun to describe all the different shapes to each other. Right. Caroline. <laughs> yes. What, pray tell, was your favorite part of this game? So there was a part where Marco had to traverse a room, right? It was a room. It was a room and I had to get to the other side of the room and the floor was a whole bunch of spike traps. Right. And so I had to step on... I had to go the correct path to not get spike trapped. And if I took a wrong step, it would stab me and kill me. Right. And he had a color of a book that corresponded to a, or he had a color of a pillar or something that corresponded to a color of a book that I had that had directions on the back of what to do. So I was reading these directions to him and I said, okay, like move east two paces. And then I would say, move north. And he would go north and I said, but only before doing blah, blah, blah. And I like didn't read it fully. So he died and he was like, wow, really? Like you couldn't have read that before so that I knew what to do before doing the thing that you told me to do first. It was very funny. I laughed a lot. You know that part in a conversation where someone puts a pause in the absolute worst place possible and you're really confused while they just hang there for a few seconds. <laughs> and then when they finish the sentence, you're like, oh, you should have said it that way to begin with. It was basically that, except I got stabbed with a bunch of spikes during that few I seconds did. because Caroline buried the lead. Yeah. And I then was... she buried the mead. Me. me. She, she buried the, the me. She buried the you. The me. Any last thoughts about We Were Here before we move on? I think it is a really good game. I think that you guys should try it and try it with a friend. You don't even have to be in the same house. You could be in, you know different houses and you don't have to be really seeing each other but it's it's a fun game it's just a little scary that's yeah. all i would say agreed great game a little bit scary so we didn't finish it but you should try it there are also two um sequels to it but they cost money so we were here is free but we were here too and we were here together cost money but they are in a very similar vein kind of the same game just different puzzles okay all right Up on to next. dr mario on to dr mario What's the theme? We used to sing it all the time because we used to play it. Right. Um, so Dr. Mario, it's a game from 1990, created for by the people at Nintendo, Takahiro Harada and Gunpei Yokoi. I don't know. Don't I'm look at me. so sorry if I said that incorrectly. It was created as like an arcade game. I'm pretty sure there's like a, you know, Mr. Pac-Man machine of Dr. Mario, but you could also play it on the Game Boy, any Nintendo system from that time as well. And we played it on the NES Classic. Yes. For those of you who don't know, the NES Classic is just a re-release of the NES in a smaller kind of compact console mm -hmm. with 30 preloaded games instead of, you know, ones that you take the cartridge in and out of. Right. And one of those is Dr. Mario, and so that's how we played it. Caroline, would you like to review this game? I would. This game is so fun. It's kind of Tetris meets, like, one of those, you know, you, like, shoot a, a ball and things disappear. Snood? 
Yeah, it's kind of like snood, but it's a it's a dropper snood. So it's like a Tetris snood. Yeah, it's competitive. To... It's competitive Tetris snood. You're trying to clear viruses yeah. by arranging pills in a certain way so that they disappear and clear the viruses. Yeah, there are three colors of viruses, and your pills have two halves, and each half can be one of three colors, and it's the same red, yellow, blue as the viruses. Right. And so you just have to line up four of the same color to eliminate those four, and if one of them is virus, you eliminate the virus, and so you're just trying to eliminate all of the viruses before the other person can. Right. So there's no, like, story, there's no nothing, it's just that game. You could set it to different levels of difficulty, We'll tell you more about that in a second. Mm. You could change the music. You, yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's really fun. It's a very short, fun little arcade game. And Marco and I really like to play it because we started, we, we were playing through like all of those games. I remember and we stumbled upon Dr. Mario and we got so competitive. Like you listeners who know us, you know how competitive I can get certainly and how competitive Marco can get. Don't know what and you're talking about. And it was about. like, it was bad. Like we would scream at each other. Caroline would scream at no, me. No, you would yell at me too when I cheated. Yeah, because you cheated. Yeah, Marco was much better than me, but I got pretty good. You did, that's true. But it's, it's a fun little game and you should try it because I think it's really entertaining. And definitely... I know that you could play it as a one player, but I love the competitive aspect of it. So I'd actually tell you to like try to find a friend and play it. If you just want to try it and you don't have another person, like definitely go for it though. You do have the ability to send more pills to the other person's side if you do well enough on your own. So while it is good to play with someone that you are friends with, you have to make sure you're really good friends with them or else they will get very mad when you toss a bunch of pills and ruin their entire side. Yeah, so you either lose by the other person clearing all of their viruses first or if your pills reach the top of the like screen. Like Tetris. Like Tetris. Exactly like Tetris. So you can cause a lot of that to happen. And yeah. it's very funny. All right. Favorite moment from Dr. Mario? My favorite moment is when I almost won. <laughs> Um, Is this the time you cheated? No, I didn't cheat that time. I was like actually good and I nearly won. And I was very proud of myself because I was really bad at that game. (laughs) But it's a really fun game. I just, I really want to play it again, but I'm so afraid about how competitive I'm going to get. So maybe we should hold off. What was your favorite moment? My favorite moment, as Caroline alluded to earlier, you could change the difficulty by changing the number of viruses and the speed at which the blocks fall. Yeah. The longer you play a round of Tetris, the quicker the blocks start to fall. And one of the settings that you could do in Dr. Mario is you could just make it so the blocks immediately start at like 90% difficulty. Yeah. So they're just raining down and you have maybe... You change, it, you change the music to fever yeah. mode. You have maybe one or two seconds and you put on so many viruses that there's not even any room to navigate. And then you change the music to fever mode, which makes it high pitched and fast. And each person will only be able to last 10 seconds. So it's just a mad dash of trying to eke out however many milliseconds you can to increase your timer before your pills hit the top. And it's just like 15 seconds of pure, just screamy, sprinty nonsense. Yeah. It's really fun to do that, though. Yeah. I think that about sums up our Dr. Mario escapades. I agree. Last on our grab bag episode is crash bash yes 
Crash Bash was developed in the year 2000 by Eurocom. And um, I guess it was it was developed by Eurocom and published for... It was developed... What was that? Am I having a stroke? It was developed... It was developed by Eurocom and published by Sony. There you go. For the PlayStation. Original PlayStation. It is a series of mini games. There are four different mini games and four different types of levels for each mini game. There is technically a story mode, but <laughs> you just play through the mini games and then they have some cutscenes in there and you play as Crash. There's a story mode the way that there's a story mode in the Mortal Kombat games. Right, exactly. A very loose plot device for why these combat scenes are happening, but mm-hmm. you could completely remove them and the game would still be the exact same. Yes. I started playing this because I have a PlayStation. It was one of the first games that I got, and that's kind of how it entered my existence. Do you want to talk about it? Sure. So as Caroline said, there's four different minigames. There is a kind of checkerboard pogo stick minigame. Basically, you just have to jump on the squares, and they change to your color, and then you have to get a MacGuffin that makes it so any colored square becomes one point for you. There is... A game where you just throw boxes at each other. Yeah, and you have, like, health. Yeah, and you basically just have to throw enough boxes at each other that they get unconscious. Uh Uh-huh. There is... Technically, they die, because their little, like, soul leaves their body. Apparently, you're straight-up murdering dudes. Straight-up murdering dudes. There is... Oh, there's, There's um... There's Polar Panic, There's Polar Panic, which, if you've played one of the Mario parties, if you've ever played the Bumper Ball games... Where you're just on a small circular island on top of a big old bumper ball and you just have to just bump into each other and just bump each other off of the island. Mm -hmm. The Polar Panic is essentially that, but because it's a full quarter of this game, it's got a lot more modes and maps and... Like special... Special, yeah, you you can get power-ups. There's, you know, if the time goes on too long, the course will start shrinking. Mm -hmm. There's a big floaty tiki head who either shrinks you or makes you large or just straight up obliterates you. Yep. And so you just got to be the last one on the island. And you're riding little um, polar bears. Yes. It's very cute. The last one is kind of like a field hockey-ish one. You're basically, there's a square ring and you are on one side of the square and you can only move in two directions. So it's just like up, down, or if you're on the top and bottom of the square, just left, right. And so there are just a bunch of... Balls? Yeah, just balls floating around the ring. And there are a bunch of like... You know, soccer balls-ish kind of thing. They don't look like soccer balls, but, you know, they bounce and they they just kind of bounce along the ring and you just have to hit them into the other person's side and you can move left and right to try and block it and shoot it into the other other person's side. Yeah, and you have, like, 14 chances, I guess. Like, if you get 14 soccer balls in your goal, then you're out. Yeah, and so, again, you just have to be the last one standing. What did you think of this game, though? I have never played a Crash game before. Yeah. So it was a weird one to start because to my knowledge, they're all kind of, I want to say Banjo-Kazooie-esque platforming games mm-hmm. where you run around and look for MacGuffins and collect fruit. Do you collect yeah. fruit in Crash? Peaches. Do you collect peaches? Peaches are the things that give you health. You collect health peaches. So this was a weird kind of introduction to actually playing a Crash game. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I don't know that there is enough game to really sustain me for a very long time, but it's a lot like playing, you know, the old versus mode of Kirby Crystal Shards. Like, it's not really a huge thing in and of itself, but if you've got a couple of friends and, you know, you need something to do on a Friday night, 
it's fun to just go through the different mechanics and play the different levels and just, you know, it's good for an evening of fun. Yeah. If any of you have a PlayStation 1 that you can unearth somehow. <laughs> that still works. Yeah. Uh, shout out to David Sassoon for my PlayStation 1. Or my new PlayStation 1. I, I mean, I love this game. As I said, it was one of the first games that I played. It was one of the first games that I owned. I have played a Crash Bandicoot game. And I think it's actually widely regarded that this Crash Bash game is the best Crash Bandicoot game. I see. The other ones are like a little boring and don't really make much sense. I'll take that back. Crash Team Racing is really fun, but it's basically Mario Kart. It's just different characters. Mm. So that was like my Mario Kart. But Crash Bash, it's really fun. Uh, Shout out to, again, Alicia and Jocelyn. A little bit of my sister, but really Alicia and Jocelyn. And my favorite moment of this game and it will always be the loading screen and shout out to alicia for the loading screen shoulder dance she knows what that means you guys don't really have to it's a great loading screen it has great loading screen music that's my favorite part all right my favorite part and i've noticed that this is rare in the games we review normally our favorite part is something of our own making that we ourselves made the game do that entertained us But honestly, my favorite part in this game is the story that they try and kind of throw in there to (laughs) justify why these are happening. Yeah. So I've never played a Crash game, like I said, but in the game, there are eight characters you can play as. And to my understanding, two of them, one of them being Crash, two of them are the protagonist and six of them are villains. And so the game tried to make a story of like, oh, it's good versus evil. And then one of the Tiki heads straight up said, wait a minute, it's two on six. That's not fair. And so the other Tiki head was like, fine, take two of my evil guys. And the evil guys were like, wait a minute, we didn't agree to this. And the Tiki head was like, too late, you're on my team now. But it has nothing to do with the game at all. You can pick whoever you want to play as. They pick teams in the opening cutscene and then it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And it's just entertaining that they, they just, they were like, We're going to pretend to care, but also in that pretending, we're going to make it so clear that we don't care. Yep. It was funny. It was a good, it was a good moment. It's fantastic. We'll play Crash Team Racing and I think you'll like it. I think that's it. Like and subscribe. Send us an email. Oh, we have a review. We do have have a new review on our iTunes, as I said, or on, on iTunes, not ours. As I said, if you comment... If you write a review on iTunes about our podcast, we will read it. And that is a really great way to get noticed and tell us that you like us and um, give us more, like, clout. Yeah. It would be really cool if you guys did that more often. We love it. The greatest way for us to get noticed is for more people to write reviews and for more people to rate us on their preferred podcast hosting medium of choice. Exactly. So this one is by Faja. And the title is, What a Pair! And the review says, The Couple That Plays Together, dot dot dot. And I, of course, can fill in the other half of that review. The couple that plays together inevitably ends up killing and slash or betraying each other because it seems like no matter how cooperative we try and make these games, we are always pitted against each other. We are uncooperative in every way. (laughs) Exactly. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. Tweet us. Talk to us. We love it. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Happy birthday, Marco. Bye. Bye.
I think if we try and extend this podcast any longer, Quartz is going to hop onto the table and eat the microphone. Yes. Because we are paying attention to it and not her. Yeah. 